Hello, everybody. Love Talk Radio. and I'm a clinical psychologist. I wanted to present to you today an opportunity to really talk about the difficulties of being able to have your soldiers come back. This show is actually geared more toward wives. and That does not exclude or preclude that there are a lot of soldiers that are women with their husbands or their boyfriends at home, but rather that there are some certain dynamics that seem to take place very much with wives um, that are that's different than with husbands that are being able to reintegrate uh, their women back into the family. I will talk about both to some degree. I, do, I know that any time that I'm talking in this fashion, if I'm answering direct calls, then you are welcome to call in at 626-414-3510 if this is streaming live, and be able to make your requests known, your specific situation addressed. Um, the amount of help that you can get in reaching out into your community is really very key. So women, as you are thinking about your soldiers returning or as they have already returned, it's very important to be part of a social network that talks about the complications associated to readjustment. Your social network will give you a feeling of you're not alone, number one. Number two, there might be some tricks that they know that you don't. And both in terms of the situation and the circumstances of the um, mental health facilities that are available to your soldier for post-traumatic stress-related dis- disorders or complications. But they may know how to maneuver you through systems that it would take so much time for you to learn yourself. So take advantage of all of the interfacing you possibly can with your social network. And if you don't have a set of social networks, then there are a tremendous amount of twi- Twitters, blogs, and web pages that are there to help individuals with um, with the adjustments that are taking place with soldiers. And I will be giving you some of those individuals later on in the show so you can contact them. I also am one of those individuals as well. I tend to help people once they have really exhausted the system, once they are um, fed up with what the system has to offer, they tend to contact me because they're really not getting the assistance that they know that they need. And sometimes you need someone that's outside the military system merely because there is often some kind of suspicion about not being not being looked upon in a positive light, but more of an antagonistic, demeaning light. That's very difficult for soldiers. On the other hand, within the system, it's very helpful to be able to um, meet the people that that have gone through the exact same circumstance you have. So if you are located closely to a facility that does seem to have a good reputation in this regard, then you definitely want to take advantage of that. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid to admit you need help. Just go out there, get it, take, get it taken care of, and enjoy, very much enjoy that uh, you will have some facilities there to help you with. Um, post-traumatic stress disorder comes in all shapes and forms. It is associated to any time an individual feels that the circumstances that they have been exposed to have a great deal to do with their inability to adjust to their new circumstances. That is 
causing them to have tremendous amount of daymares, nightmares, uh, responses that are startle responses, uh, high levels of irritation and anger, disproportionate re- emotional responses of extremes like depression or anxiety or anger that are extreme, not associated or connected to the exact complications that are going on. Your soldier's going to have that. If they have seen any sort of military activity or have had to in, include themselves in any sort of operations where they have seen others hurt or have had to hurt people themselves or they have been hurt themselves, they're going to have some sort of post-traumatic reaction. It's just a given. It's not any sign of their weakness. It's a sign of being human to respond to those type of circumstances in a way that is very, very startling and upsetting. So you do want to stay very close to recognizing, well, this is what we would expect. This is normal. Um, This is good that we're tuned in to this particular sort of thing. So you are going to want to know what post-traumatic stress disorder is all about. Now, in my book called Reuniting Soldiers with Families, it's – The Reuniting Soldiers of Families is a a book that deals with helping spouses and the soldiers come together, not only in terms of their own relationship and their own process in terms of the war, but also in terms of their children. So that you want to um, read that book. It will give you lots of tools to prepare for the reintegration, as well as give you lots of tools to handle it once the soldier has moved back into the family. Let's talk about intimacy. A sexual relationship is all is as varied as it, two individuals could possibly be. There's no way I can make a stereotypic statement whatsoever. Some individuals, when they come back together, are so happy to see each other and they express it so much through their sensuality and their physicality. And so the sex, the sex becomes a powerful way of connecting. It's a stress reliever. It's a way of feeling close. It's a it's a way of bridging the gap of distance and time. And for some people, that's just very easy to find the path back to that. For others, and especially women, and that's one reason I wanted to address wives specifically, uh, sexuality is uh, birds its way out of feeling emotionally safe and emotionally connected. So if your soldier feels like a thousand miles away in his soul and his heart and his experience, then the chances are that soldier is not going to be breeding a type of relationship that's going to make a wife feel loved and known and connected and attentive. And the soldier may actually be feeling like they're having sex, but they're having sex more out of a stress reliever, which is a part of what stress is all about. But also a soldier may be having sex just for the experience of having sex. There may not be that much emotional connection as of yet. Do not let the first few months of feeling the lack of emotional connection move you into panic. Know that you are a stranger to your soldier and your soldier is a stranger to you. And that therefore engaging in intimate activity with this person who's really like a stranger will feel very odd and unsettling and may not even match your personality. You will have to kind of decide if it's worth going through that awkward time with sex being a part of your relationship, even though it feels like you're kind of with a stranger while you're building the gap. Again, one reason why I wanted to talk to wives about their soldiers is that men, stereotypically, but more often than not, develop an attitude of connection uh, and so emotional intimacy after they have had sex. Um, whereas 
that emotional connection prior to having sex is harder to establish. The physicality moves them into the emotions as opposed to emotions moving them into the physicality. That is not true with all men. And it's not untrue with all women. It's just you want to take into consideration that that sexual connection that may just be physical and that's supposed to be sensual moments may have a tremendous amount less to do with the love and a whole lot more to do with just getting the, the movement of sensuality back into them. Also realize their bodies have been either sexually deprived, and in some cases they've had sex um, with prostitutes, um, or they've done a lot of masturbation. So they have to move back into what it is like to have sex in the context of love and context of someone who was once familiar and not familiar anymore, and what, and what that sex is like in context of all the memories and experiences they've had away from the relationship and now moving back into the relationship. So the process of just having sex is also about getting to know the other person, once again renewing old feelings and developing a space for new feelings. So that's something you'll have to be dealing with along those lines. I want to give you a little bit of resources just for a moment. You might check out Military Avenue as a Twitter. Military Avenue talks about family matters, such as is there a budget fatigue that is affecting you that can lead to holiday debt? And that's just another aspect of returning at this point in time and trying to get the family environment all stoked up for kind of a Christmassy kind of feeling. That's one reason why we're returning the soldiers now, so that there can be that kind of family feel. But that family feel will feel very odd to a family that isn't quite united, and it does take time to unite. Let's talk about the pacing of emotionality. Some personalities of women are very quick to immediately try to find a way of connecting together with their loved ones. They create the emotional connection that feels very close and very one and very open-armed. And other individuals, like the soldier, for example, can receive it and kind of move into it the way you would move into a delicious pair of arms where you feel safe and at home and connected. So that scenario absolutely can exist. However, that's not typically where we find the complications. The complications will occur when maybe one individual is very open and ready to accept and open up, but the soldier is not ready to to come back into feeling intimate, or vice versa. The wife may not feel ready to move back into it. There's been so much emptiness and distance and time, so much effort and stress and fear, so many emotional walls built up against the experience of having having your soldier away and the anxiety about that, people build emotional walls to survive their own doubt and fear and concern. So as a consequence, you don't know which one of the member possibly is going to not be warmed up to the idea of just coming together. Now what happens is when one person's open and the other one is not, is the person that is open has to be conscious, and that's one again the reason why I want to do these presentations, be very conscious that if you're going to be open, Please maintain that position of openness and not take the rejection or the lack of responsiveness to your openness as a rejection of you, but rather that they just really haven't warmed up to the experience yet. They're negotiating whatever sorts of traumas or memories or walls or emotional hurt or 
illusions of events and such that created anger and distance. And so as a consequence, you, that person that's being given an open arm really kind of takes the risk. And I would recommend you take that risk because if you don't take that risk, there isn't a chance that there's going to be openness groomed. And that is really the attitude to consider that this is about grooming an individual inch by inch by inch into feeling once again able to take your love and your embrace and your warmth. So if that's a soldier that has to warm up their wife, so be it. If it's a wife that has to warm up the soldier, so be it. Take it on as a brave task that you need to do for yourself. Take it on like you are brave and this is your job. Um, do it to the best that you possibly can. You know, op gratitude, O-P-G-R-A-T-I-T-U-D-E, Operation Gratitude is another way of looking at it. They are saying on their Twitter today, thank you to all who support deployed troops, wounded warriors, and military children. We are excited. And they have um, tweeted to the delight, and they're trying to share that. So I wanted to make sure that they were included in this particular um, discussion. You can contact them again at Op Gratitude, so you can find out more information as to what they have to help you out with. Here's another one, NAMI Mass, N-A-M-I-M-A-S-S, and they deal with the hopes of being able to reduce the quantity of suicide, unsuicide, um, the suicide experiences of some soldiers when they come back. It's just so difficult for them to adjust that they do have suicidal ideations often. So you want to know about that stress. Um, NAMI Mass also deals with dogs who have also suffered from the emotional stress of PTSD. Um, so, again, just take a look at their interesting website and see if you can find any help for them. Um, so let's go back again to the um, the idea that the open spouse is the one that takes the risk. Now let's talk about the individual that doesn't really want to open up. It's really ideal if you can put things into words. And just to be able to say, I, um, I'm just – let me groom myself, let's build this, let's do it step by step. These are some things I think would help. And if you can come up with some solutions, you the one that's not warming up, or maybe just some idea solutions. And I'm going to give you some very easy sorts of things that you can do. And many of these are included in, again, my book, Reuniting Soldiers with Families. And that is available to you online, either through my website, drcarolfrancis.com, or through RelationshipSuccessNow.com, as well as you can get a copy for downloadability from Lulu.com. And again, the book is Reuniting Soldiers with Family. So the idea is that the person who's not warming up to be able just to put it into words will help the person who's trying to help you warm up, not feel pushed away, and just know that you're sitting there saying, look, I, I, I don't know uh, what switch inside of me it will take to turn on or off and bear with me. And here are some ideas. You can say, look, I, my switch gets turned on when we do a lot of laughter, when we go see a funny movie, when we giggle about something, when we remember some good moments, uh, when we go do something that's lighthearted and conflict-free. It is very interesting that now there is currently some research that eHarmony had on their site the other day that was all about if you talk too much about your relationship, sometimes you can cause harm in your relationship because you're focusing on what's wrong. It is really helpful to talk about what's going on in your relationship. It's, in addition, much more helpful to shift right into problem solving. Because as soon as you move into problem solving, like a solution or potential thing to 
possibly put into place, then that other individual is more inclined to feel like optimistic, which is very important, as well as that you both are functioning on a team that's trying to solve as opposed to just focus on the problems. So you can always talk about the problems in the relationship. My request to you is to stop that mentality. Instead, try to talk about solutions to to what's going on in your relationship. And if you focus on, okay, we need to have a talk, let's talk about some solutions. So in the process, the person who is not warming up to the relationship, which could be the soldier or could be the spouse that was locked at home, um, to be able to say, you know what, I think that I remember that this used to warm me up. So how about if we do this? candlelight dinner, something romantic, a walk on the beach, a good jog together. How about if you go sweat in the gym over some weights? Um, would, would a little bit of happy hour dancing? How about, again, that laughter? Things that are conflict-free, make them conflict-free, not chores unless you like to build things together. And these sorts of experiences, if you have enough of them, collect those good feel conflict-free. And during those times, Ever so often, just a gentle gesture of warmth and to see if there's more of a receptivity to the warmth that is extended. And that may be merely because they have to recollect the memories and experiences of the past, but also collect a brand new set of connecting experiences with the new person that they're involved with. Here's another Twitter for you, Military Avenue. It is called Military Avenue. deals with family matters, and such as the budget fatigue. So you might want to look up Military Avenue for yourself in the future. Um, so we move right along here in terms of trying to understand the impact on women. Women often that have been left behind with children reasonably and understandably become involved in understanding that they have got to be the strong person that carries the burdens and shoulders of the family setting at home. And this is um, th- this is uh, especially uh, – <laughs> hold on, I'm just getting – I'm responding here to a Twitter and sending out a note here about me and I soldiers with families, especially wives with their returning husbands. Okay. Uh, sorry, there I can't do two things at once, and I didn't mean to distract everybody there. I apologize for that pause there. Um, wives, you've had to take on the children. You've had to take on household chores. You've had to take on the bills. And now you have a soldier returning into your environment, your schedule, and your patterns. And you've been conducting yourself very well. And as a consequence of your product. You know, protecting, you know, doing it productively, hopefully very well, keep the family going. You have created your own independent style. Now you're going to have a very strong personality potentially or a very depressed or anxious personality potentially coming into your environment and either feeling like they should be a more dominant force or influence or feeling like they things should be done their way or feeling like meaningless because they really don't know how to fit into your schedule or your, or your situation. Under these circumstances, if your soldier has not returned, I really do recommend, and this again is in my book, Reuniting Soldiers with Families, I really recommend that you – Pay, pay attention to establishing places where he is going to want to be filling the shoes or helping out. Um, how much time will he need to recover? He's probably not going to know. Let's at least have a conversation about it. So here you are on Skype or you're, or you're talking on the phone as he's returning home or, or you're doing emails. You say, and I, what, what is it when you come back that you want to be able to do in terms of 
interfacing with the home environment and the home chores. Do you want to take over the bills? Do you want to do some cleaning? Do you want to clean out the garage? Are there some repair things to be done? Would that make you feel more productive? Do you want to take the kids to school? Uh, how are you on cooking? You know, you want to have conversations like, well, what do you envision yourself doing when you come back to the family? So it might say just resting. And that's okay as long as it's okay how about resting for one or two weeks and then I'm going to really need you to participate in the family because you are going to resent them if they come back and you're also now hands and serving them. I know they need it, but they also need to work. In fact, we do know that work and feeling meaningful are really key ways of recovering out of that situation because your body and your mind begin to coordinate themselves to respond to a new situation, adapting and also becoming functional. And experiencing yourself as functional in a new situation helps you over the cultural shock or the reverse cultural shock. So it is very important for soldiers to return to being functional. So if you continue to over-function for them, that will be a problem. There will be a time when they may need to just kind of rest. But you do want to talk ahead of time about what chores it would be that they, it would be of interest to them to take over. So you kind of know where you need to step out or are you okay stepping out? So you're making plans about how you're going to coordinate your relationship. You would have to do that in any case. Let's say they went on a six-month job over in Europe and they were doing financing there. They, when they come back, you would have to reorganize your family and the home situation. It's no different. Anytime someone's away, when they come back, there's a reorganization within the family. Having that discussion ahead of time and thinking it through is really helpful. That doesn't mean that it's going to go accordingly exactly to what you planned or thought through, but at least you're aware that there has to be some changes in the home front. And you as wives, you're going to have to realize that that is going to step on your territory. It's going to step on your independence. It's going to step on your functionality. They may not like what you've done. You may feel offended by that because they want to do it their way and not your way. And also realize that sometimes you are criticized, not because you're doing it wrong, but because they're so used to giving commands or they're so used to thinking that their way is the right way or they're used to responding out of anxiety or uh, kind of an angry response or they're maybe even accustomed to dealing with other guys. So let's talk about that for a moment. Soldiers that spend a lot of time in the field with other soldiers develop often a sense of camaraderie, a real closeness. They're sharing really life-threatening circumstances. They're trying to work to get each other's back. They can talk about things intimately with one another that they couldn't otherwise do, and they're more open often. And so this camaraderie they've had with these other guys is not experienced at home. And suddenly they come back to your place where there should be a lot of emotional verbal, mental, physical intimacy. But what happens is that you're a stranger and you're not having the same sort of camaraderie impact on them as they're used to. So what you do is you talk about that. Tell me about your buddies. What were they like? Who were they? What did you used to do together? It was like as much as you're able to kind of crawl into their mind. Now, another thing is wives. You want to realize that a lot of men do not like to have questions asked of them. It makes them feel like their mother is drilling them with that after-school kind of drill of, what did you do? It's like, oh, no, just lay off me. Plus, a men are wired not to necessarily carry on a lot of conversation. So they have to be kind of the initiator of their own inclination to talk. In which case, being there available and just kind of asking a, a general question that's open-ended or telling a funny story and then reminding them of a funny story and maybe just like saying, oh, I was thinking about such and such today and wait and see what impact it has. You never really know what is going to be the exact 
moment in which you tap into their ability to start talking and sharing. And when they start talking and sharing, it is central to just listen. But what does it mean to listen? I mean literally listen. You watch them. You put everything down. You look them straight in the eye. You say, that, uh-huh, wow, gosh. And you, 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 but you're really responding very neutrally. You're not saying, oh, my goodness, that's just awful. Don't tell me more. I can't take it. Because as soon as you do that, you shut them down. And you need to be aware of the conversation stoppers that you could interfere into or impose into the conversation. You don't want to go, oh, oh, no, that's just dreadful, when they need to be able to say it without feeling like they're harming you by their description. They also need to be able to say what they're going to say without you saying, well, that's just awful. You shouldn't have done it. You should have done this. And so now they're faced with your judgment, and you weren't in that situation. You haven't a clue what it was they were facing on all sorts of different levels. So to be able to listen without judgment, with openness, with kind of a sense of accepting neutrality so that they will begin to share with you. This is going to create a sense of camaraderie between you and he and also give him a sense that you can move into his world and he can begin to integrate you into his memory in terms of what he wants to share or what he's disinclined to share. Now, many of the things soldiers do not want to share, they don't want to burden their family with, my thought is that they probably need to burden. In fact, our whole society needs the burden of their memories and their experiences, so we know just how dreadful these moments are. In contrast, you also don't want to spend your entire time talking about these horrible situations. There are some soldiers that come back so depressed that that's all they can think about. It does help a lot of soldiers to cathart that, to really express that. In addition, it also helps a lot of soldiers to find that there's an end of them talking about it, and then they begin to mobilize in some sort of action and activity. So if they're talking and you feel like they're getting deeper and deeper into a model in depression, if you introduce kind of a fun thing gradually into the conversation, playing some card games while they're talking, um, doing some sort of project around the house together while you're talking, anything that kind of moves a little bit of movement of their body and their productivity into it very gently, not as a form of distraction, but as a form of adding it to the conversation. This just moves movement and action, uh, 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 another activity that the two of you can share. So while he's talking, he is talking, but he's also participating in something else. Not all soldiers can do that. Not all soldiers need to do that. All soldiers want to do that. And it is one idea that you might consider in a whole list of different ideas. Now, why are there so many different ideas as to what to do? Because every soldier has a unique personality, and every wife has a unique personality. There's no way I can possibly predict in any way, shape, or form what exactly your soldier or you will need in order to build the relationship again. But do pay attention that you will need to build the relationship, and that's the key. You want to build the relationship. Groom it back. But notice that there's no such thing as totally going back because, after all, this is a brand-new man and you are a brand-new woman. Your family has gone through lots of transitions, adjustments, and responses to what was going on when the soldier was gone. The soldier, likewise, is completely different because they've been exposed to so many different things. Therefore, you are formulating a brand-new relationship. Don't feel like this is such a burden on you to do this and so unfair because actually every relationship that is successful endures the changes that go on in communication, 
goals, needs, wants, crises, traumas that go on in a family. And your soldier going away and coming back and all that comes with that is one form of interference that's going to bring a new relationship on on board for being necessary to address. You know, a new family has to start when there's a new kid, for example. The husband and the wife are not the same in their relationship when there's a child. That's a brand-new structure, a brand-new set of scenarios, and no one gets to be the same. A new relationship has to be formed. Or let's say that someone gets really, really ill with cancer. They have to go through the ordeal of facing all of that, the medicine, the illness, the sickness, the possibility of imminent death, the removal of a particular body part, operations, recovery, inability to function. So you can see that even the introduction of that type of disease makes everybody have to create a brand new relationship. So all relationships periodically go through having to recreate itself so that the relationship is new, husband's different, the wife's different, the children respond differently. No relationship gets to be the same. No relationship is without the impact of those sorts of things going on. So you don't need to feel like you're singled out. Instead, feel like you are part of what goes on in every single relationship. So having said all of this, I want to thank you very much for enduring what you had to endure. It's not not what I would call good that any of us have to deal with enduring. So soldiers leaving and coming back or war or violence or that our our society is so filled with controversy and unable to get along with other countries. None of this is good and none of this is what we want to have to go through. But this is your ordeal. And I thank you very much um, that you have been willing to endure it and I hope that this helps to whatever degree. Would you please check out my site, RelationshipSuccessNow.com? Love to hear from you in terms of a blog or blog response. And also feel free to try to get access to this book called Reuniting Soldiers with Families. It will help you tremendously. It's very constructive and very reasonable and um, something that both you and your soldier and your children can Thank you for joining me. I wish you the very best and have a great day.